What's up, diehards? This is Cole. And in today's episode, you're going to hear about one of the most magical places I've ever been to in my entire life, which got me thinking about those times when we end up somewhere that we don't expect to be and how that can be fantastical, but also a little bit unknown and a little bit scary. And if you're like the professor or Andruk, it could be the bottom of a 30-foot pit. And in such troubling circumstances, you either stay down there or you rise to the occasion. Will they? Won't they? Find out right after this question from your friend and mine, Sam. Hey, everybody. How are we doing this week? Hey. Hello. Good. 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 Sam. Hey, fellas. Got a question for you. Uh, sent in by our very own Rudy Galvan. Oh, he finally got my letter. <laughs> Who inquired <laughs> as to whether or not there was a like local or regional amusement park that you went to as a kid. Not not a to be specific, not a chain like Six Flags or something like that. Oh, Rudy. Great question. I'll go first. I got multiples. My swim team used to go to Paramount's King's Dominion all the time. And my acapella group used to go to Bush Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Do you guys know that I'm white? <laughs> I didn't until you said Bush Garden. That, that finally clinched it for me. Uh, really it was a swim team and wasn't so sure, but okay. where okay. was Bush Gardens? Remind me. Are there and are there are there more than one? Not like it's as big as Six Flags, but are there more than one Bush Gardens? Is there more than one Bush Gardens? Is is uh, we went to the one in Williamsburg. Now I believe there's another one in Tampa Bay. There is one in Tampa. So, yeah, it's yeah, awesome. But- yeah, but we only went to the uh, the Williams. That's Williamsburg, Virginia. We we were going to that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, not the not the Brooklyn Bush Gardens. Is, is this the same <laughs> as the no. the Bush Beer? Like, is it their amusement park? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Bush family. F- fucking amazing. It's yeah. lit. <laughs> we had we had two in Connecticut. There was Lake Compounds, which was a little smaller, and then there was Riverside Amusement Park, which I think was in Southern Massachusetts. And was eventually purchased by uh, Six Flags, so it is now a Six Flags. So I guess, oh sure, yeah. But but Lake Compounds, it was just it it was it was great. It was just so much fun. It was always kind of fun being at one of the smaller ones too, you know, because I don't know, it just felt a little bit more personal or something. I don't know, but yeah, Lake Compounds. You really got to know the rides, you know. Yeah, you really got to know. I actually, I mean, like, kind of. Kind of honestly, like it wasn't like it wasn't like the the like you know thirty million dollar newest Superman ride or something like that. It was just like oh no, you go there and you go on the tycoon or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And you had a good time. The octopus or whatever, like stuff like that. (laughs) So I'm I'm gonna drop this one in the chat because I think it's worth following along with the imagery a little bit. But in Portland. In the city, we had Oaks Park, which was just like a fair carnival thing. But then out a little ways towards Salem was the Enchanted Forest. And this was founded and built by one guy. He designed all the rides, both the engineering and the aesthetics. And they're like grim fairy tales, uh, like walk through rides and slides and fun houses. And it's in the middle of a fucking forest, like like, disappears into the woods. And it is both the most incredible place I've ever been and now one of those places that you're like, this is going to be the site of like a horror movie true story uh-huh. in 10 years. 
Uh-huh. My God, he's like the Gaudi of fucking amusement parks. Yeah, he, it, it looks impressive. like you're walking through a human-sized miniature golf course, which is to say that like all of the things on the miniature golf course are big enough for people to fit in. Yeah, and this web design is really something too. I like <laughs> excitement, thrill to yeah. the forty-foot splashdown drop, like photo grid. That was the only yeah. actual ride. Was the log flume? Everything else you just walked through. Really. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of that's dope, though, man. I like that. Truly a oh, theme park. Yeah, I like that. They mm-hmm. had a Lost Boys um, labyrinth that only kids could fit in. So you'd go with your parents, and then you would dive into one of these stumps and disappear underground and fuck off for the rest of the day. Yeah, that's a liability. Oh, <laughs> that's so, so that's so dope. It was so sick. Wow. We had uh, we, we had Michigan's Adventure in Michigan. Makes sense. Pretty good park. I think it now, too, has been bought out by Six Flags. I might be wrong, but it had a water park, too, which was always fun because you would go on that and pack a bunch of chlorinated water in your ears and then go on the rickety ass wood coasters, get your joints destroyed and come out with feeling like your brain was splitting in two because of all the water pressure. In your head. It, it was awesome. Entertainment. Uh, yeah. That does sound great. like Michigan, the amusement park. Interest in water, interest in water parks for any of the people here today. Hi. Not going today, but like, would you go to a water park today? Hell yeah. 100% if there's slides. I have no yeah. interest in just swimming. I think I that's think so. dumb and disgusting. But <laughs> slides, <laughs> I, I, I love sure. the thing. It's like the big funnel like mm-hmm. thing. And then you sit yeah. in the tube and then yeah. you like kind of like go down the side. Awesome. I did it just with my dad one time. It was just he and I in it. And we went up the side. He almost just fucking crushed me. <laughs> 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 Truly the horror of physics. <laughs> <laughs> will that was a lot of head shaking what, what's your beef with water parks are we gonna get a trauma story no i was drowned um i mean unless you count the like heavy smell of like urine as a trauma um which smell of urine absolutely yeah. yes yeah, i'm okay, sure well, it's in there um, but yeah i think that water sli- water parks are kind of gross um i'm not a i'm not a water slide or roller coaster person so i i tend to avoid them <laughs> I have a group Horrible of friends um, that uh, tend to like, <laughs> take an annual trip to the Wisconsin Dells every year. I think Cole's been once. Yeah, um, the Disneyland uh, of the Midwest. Yeah, uh-huh. and I avoid the water park day. I, I was I wondering. Taking okay. a trip elsewhere, um, maybe to House on the Rock in Wisconsin or, um, you know, doing mini golf or just finding a book and co- cozying up by the fire. Finding a book and the only place in the Dells where no one's going to throw whipped cream at you. Yeah. Can you track your fear to a specific time and place? I would not say that it's fear. I would uh, say that I, I, it's <laughs> repulsion. It's, yeah, it's it's gross. There's kids shitting in those pools all the yeah. fucking time. No, I feel like I feel like water parks are like the only place you can get pink eye by going swimming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like kind of by just, just being around other people. They're horrible. Kind of at risk. And I will like, say that this is probably false, but like that's also why I do the slides and not the pools. Like the the simulation, not the simulation, the actual running water does make me feel a lot better about that. Because yeah, wave pools, yeah. not great. Oh hell no! Yeah, l- wave pools, lazy rivers. What no, about what about lazy rivers or pools where it's like adults only, like at Vegas or some shit? Oh, like that? naughty pool. Somewhere <laughs> somehow. Yeah, like like there's gonna be more fluids in there than yeah. just kids. I feel talking like about, talking about spooge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the very same. Not necessarily same. Or lady spooge. True. Yep, true, true. Spooge. Yeah, general, general Cross-cut human it. spooge. Yeah, <laughs> I think Gender the thing is, Rudy, you're you're, <laughs> you're basically just replacing 
what kids would be doing to what drunk adults would be doing, right? And like, I don't like what drunk adults do very much. Drunk adults, basically kids. Basically kids. I guess that's true. More violent kids. Hopefully you'd notice a difference of consistency in the water before it was too late. (laughs) <laughs> Lindsay River what feels sludgy today <laughs> Honestly, if I'm getting in a fucking lazy river I'm hoping I've had enough to drink to not be thinking about that You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's you pre-game no fucking water <laughs> Absolutely I do Oh my god Just cracking him in the car beforehand 100%. It makes a lot of sense to me Morgan, absolutely If yes. you're going to a water park, you want to be If you're you going to a water park going before you get to in. do the lazy river I for sure want to the get river my does buzz the laziness on before you you don't no, need any no mm, nothing nothing no. inherently nothing inherently relaxing about being a bunch of fucking red state republicans <laughs> floating <laughs> around on their family vacation <laughs> while you're like, saying that, like, no, tube I no, dude, it's I absolutely need to turn a part of my brain off to try and enjoy that <laughs> oh yeah well i'm um, call this a welfare river <laughs> yeah oh, the urban river is how they started terming it down in texas <laughs> um speaking of what you'd have to do before getting in a lazy river Getting drunk, or in the case of Eugene, being covered in acid, which is how you found yourself jumping off of the bridge and into the river. Leighton is still passed out in the corner. Uh, just having being, a vibrant internal life. Being, honestly, kind of lazy. Andruk is still trying to climb up the side of the air channel, and the professor uh, has become a true agent of chaos, throwing another flaming sphere into the mix and trying to chase Directly down the corrupted piece. <laughs> seeks to finish the kill. <laughs> yeah. Sven is successfully dodging around the flaming sphere that is sitting on his square. And that's everybody. <laughs> Eugene, it is your turn. Oh, Eugene, your turn just ended. Sven, you're up. Yeah, well, we can at least make tracks over there and repair ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'll, yeah, I'll step here. And then give a knowing nod over to the professor's way as if, yes, we were on the same wavelength this whole time. We know what's going on. 30 Mm -hmm. feet below Sven. (laughs) And in a raging pit of wind. (laughs) (laughs) Slapped brutally against the cliffside over and over again. Studiously ignored. Ben, that was one move action. What do you want to do with your other two? Anything? A lot, uh, but I can't really do much with it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold on. What I'm hearing right now is that you're not gonna step into the flaming sphere and swing at Threndle. That is right. Yeah, Sven, despite all previous appearances, does seem to have some bit of self-preservation. I mean, you could uh, no roll a reflex save. There's a yeah, chance could... you'll pass. Maybe friendly right. fire. Yeah, I'm also very low on health, you see. Uh, oh, I, I hear as, mu- as heroic as it would be to throw myself on a grenade that doesn't need to explode. Um, <laughs> for, for, which, for which the pin is not pulled. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> would explode. I'm really kind of pulling contact. a pin myself and then sitting on it. <laughs> your yeah, best I think friend I think I'll just wait. your feet. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> really more just like just really more just like stepping onto a landmine on purpose. Right. Yeah, that doesn't seem heroic to me. So I think no. he's just going to hold on and uh, hope hope for a strong wind. Yeah, no, no, and I get we'll... it. You're Sven is Sven is afraid. It's like a water park. Uh, right. So next up is Andruk. Andruk, what's up with you? 
I'm gonna keep climbing. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or are we? Bootstraps, baby. Uh, rolling. That's a natural twenty. That means you move ten feet. So the river may at- be lazy, but the air is doing <laughs> yeah. work. That means that you are at the lip of this chasm. I didn't die. No <laughs> critical you fails. Are, falls you all are way still back <laughs> in the chasm. I'm gonna need one more check to oh, get God up. Damn it, Sam. Jesus oh, and look, just you don't want to fail. You just don't want to critically but fail. But like now he's like holding out of the top, so it's gotta be easier. Well, what is a what is a three on the die, nine total? Oh, that's a shame. Not a critical. Really not good. Yeah, hopefully not critical. Not a critical fail. Not a critical fail. That's a is critical it? fail. Yeah, because <laughs> it's DC twenty. <laughs> You're at the edge. You're at the edge. Reflex save to grab an edge. I just am so angry right now. <laughs> I cannot believe how angry I am. Well, you should have gotten out of there. Well, because also like right now, there's also just this like it's this like not not just like angry, but also embarrassed. I imagine, and that just right. sort of that embarrassment anger loop really just feeds on itself, and I get that. And there's stakes, you know, here too and stuff that you so, also have to. Will, do you want me to just swat Sam right now? So I'm supposed to spend like I'm supposed to have like seven. It's going to take seven actions to get out of this pit. That's essentially what you're saying. Well, certainly if you do it this way again, yeah. (sighs) Which is to say incorrectly. (laughs) If you do it incorrectly again. That's if he fails the save, though, right? That's 18 on the die, 29 reflex. Yeah, so you you grab an edge. You are in the same position that you were in a moment ago. Gigantic. That Mm -hmm. is quo. Great. Um, I'll try one more time. All right. Athletics. Here we go. This is it. Oh, my God. Fucking god! Oh no! Oh no! That's a it's a one on the die. It's oh, a no! 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 Oh, no. no! Get out! Oh, no! Oh! Um. So that's another <laughs> critical fail. Fuck, yeah. dude! Uh, make another reflex save to grab an edge. Fifteen on the die, twenty-six. That is a success. You have successfully grabbed an edge again, and just seem incapable of pulling yourself just up and over the lip. Maybe it's the wind. Maybe it's something else. But that is one critical success, one failure, and one failure. You're at the lip of the air chasm on Druk. It is no longer your turn. It is Threndel's turn. Threndel is looking at this fire. He's looking at all of you up there. Threndel's going to go for it. Threndel starts sprinting towards the edge of the water chasm. Show me that jump. Hurls himself. Surely I get an attack of opportunity from that square. I am going to say I'm gonna I'm giving Threndel an athletics check. He's trying to jump across to here. If you don't basically. let Ben try and clothesline him into this canal, I call foul. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's within a threatening square. He's Doesn't not within he's a threatening square now. right now. Oh, not right the, now. The joy that could be created. This is, is this is technically a threatened square. Yeah. Okay. I will give you that. So yeah, Threndel's gonna run and jump to here. Ben, take that attack of app. Or actually, let's see if he makes it. Oh my goodness! Oh my he God. would be whacking him potentially. Um, mm-hmm. Also, potentially uh, interfere with his said traverse across that chasm. Like the jump might be great. Getting an axe to the stomach. So yeah, you, there's a hammer so, on the other end. So he is going to run and jump. The leap rules are: you can take a careful short jump. You can leap up to ten feet horizontally if your speed is at least fifteen feet or up to 15 feet horizontally if your speed is at least 30 feet. You land in the space where your leap ends, meaning you can typically clear a five foot gap or a 10 foot gap if you're faster. 
So no roll involved. He is just going to move and jump to here. Svend. What's it? What is that with like 15 feet of like run up speed? No, nothing like that. Oh. You don't, you don't need to do that for this five foot jump. So oh, okay. take your attack of opportunity. Cool. Little boost to the AC, just given the the fire, he's jumping away from you. Yeah, there's there's some the the grid is not helping us, but I'm not gonna deny you this attack of opportunity regardless. So twenty-six to hit. Bonk. Twenty-six is a hit. Yes. Roll damage. Get in that pit, loser. Yeah. Oh nice. That's Max Dambo for ten. Not max even. Just ten damage. 10 points of damage, and Threndel falls. Yes. <laughs> yes. In midair. Excellent. You bisect him. He would have made the jump, but he doesn't, and he falls into the surging waters of Gozra's moat and gets pulled and sucked underneath the altar that is in the back of this temple and does not reappear. You know, Ben had the high ground. And yeah. Skywalker, Obi-Wan all over again. Yep, simple Obi-Wan tactic. Uh, so Svend, give me a perception check. Okay. Uh, not much. It's going to be two on the die uh, for a, a grand total of uh, ten. Yeah, I appreciate that perception check. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. It is Leighton's turn. Leighton, you're up. You're fine. You're stable. The professor, you're up. So do I need to do anything to dismiss the spell, or do I just need to not do maintain spell? You just don't maintain the spell and it will go away. Okay, because I imagine the flaming sphere is not going to be particularly useful against the water elemental. And you just watch the body of the other dude come tumbling 30 feet down and then disappear through the (laughs) chute to be, you know, rerun into the water slide later. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The wave pool is extra soupy today. (laughs) (laughs) More chunks in it than I remember. um, I'm going to. I would like to try and hit the water elemental with a harm spell, but I don't know if I can because I'm all the way down here, right? Yeah, no, you can't. You can't yeah, from where you are. And he's not. And he's not. I can't see him from over the edge enough to get a line on him. Uh, no, you. The the line of sight that you would have runs through the water moat, which I'm going to say interrupts it far too far too greatly. That's a shame. Mm-hmm. So I guess this will be three in a row of trying to get out of here. <laughs> you got to hit the jackpot once, right? Let's do it. Seven, 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 baby. Here we go. One D twenty. That's a two. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, these are. This is a one, a four, and a three. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> nice work. The professor Truly, dies. It's, it's like he doesn't even want to. It's like he doesn't even want to get up. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I have a rope, up, but it still would be a strength check to get up the rope and shit, right? You would still be climbing the rope. Whether or not the rope would make it easier to climb this wall, I would leave you to make your own assumptions. That is the end of round seven, the top of round eight. Threndel is dead. The water elemental that he summoned quite some time ago is still around, not yet gone. All right, Eugene, it is your turn. If I remember correctly, you were talking about getting out of that water. What would you like to do? Yeah, um, Eugene would like to try and get out. I don't know if I need to decide now or later, but I want to get out to this to the the west, um, so that I'm across the bridge from the elemental. Okay, yeah, go for it. What do, uh, so I'm just rolling athletics check. You're rolling athletics check to get out of the water. Yeah, killer. It's a 16 on the die for uh, plus eight, 24. 
Awesome. Uh, yeah, you launch yourself out. You are already standing up when you get out of the water. Uh, and then we'll go five, ten feet. So mm-hmm. he's in between uh, those two. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my last action, I'm going to take a swipe at the elemental. Yeah, you're in between Harlock Hamdeal over to your west and the water elemental just south and east of you. Sorry, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Attacking. 18. 18. 18 is a hit. Nice. Rolling damage. That is minimum, literal minimum damage. That's going to be one, two, three, four points of damage. Oh, five points of damage plus one for uh, magic thing. Five, five points, points of damage? Excellent. Mm-hmm. Still up. It's two ones on the die. <laughs> That's his turn. That's tough. Sven, you're up. Yeah, uh, Sven is going to close the close ground on the water elemental here. Uh, with a double Where are you move. going? Show me the route. Boom. Boom. Mm-hmm. Sven is crossing the bridges towards the yep. water elemental. Yep. Um, Sven, give me a perception check for free uh, along the way there. Okay. As you mosey. Yeah, 23. You clock some kind of motion off to your right through the open doors of the temple that you are in. Something out in the hallway with the mosaic on the ground. You're still moving. You're still where you're at but you clock it as you move past. Yeah, I'll also make note of that to the others uh, who aren't struggling with other things at the moment, too. There's uh, something coming! Who aren't um, struggling with other things at the moment. And he's like, don't worry about don't it, Don't worry professor. too much if you're and like, down Drew, there or up there, but there is. Just <laughs> <laughs> flagging it for later. Don't you, don't. Guys, you guys got, don't worry about it, but like you guys worry about it. Layton's on it. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always so, knew, knew you had it in you. Sven, that looks like it might have taken two moves to get where you are. It did, yes. But then I can swing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wanging. Nice. That's a 19 on the die for 30. <laughs> that's a crit. <laughs> die. Murder. Murder. Nice. Uh, 19 points of damage. 19 points of damage. Wow. And is this with the hammer or with the... That's with uh, the hammer. Yeah. With the hammer. So your hammer goes straight through the head of this water elemental and the forces that were holding it together absolutely dissolve. And it doesn't disappear back to the elemental plane of water. No, instead it collapses and like a puddle of Alex Mack it flows down and into the moat of water of Gojra, becoming one with this moat. It would be poetic if I weren't so angry at it. The circle of life. That was your third action. Mm -hmm. Svend, you saw movement out in the hallway. You told people about it. Yeah. Andruk, what are you going to do? I'm going to try to climb out of this pit. (laughs) That's a 19 on the die for a 30. Okay. Oh, no, excuse me. Sorry, 25. You move up 10 feet. Or rather, you move up 5 feet. A 19 <laughs> on the die will will get you up. All right, Andruk, you're just going to keep trying to climb up. Keep trying Wait, to do on. that. So I was on the lip before, and then I, I rolled these like Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Sorry, you're up. You're up. I forgot that you weren't at the bottom. Great. You're um, up. Do you want to be on the, the west side or the east side? Of east side, because Andruk's going to be like, I live. <laughs> and then uh, see uh, Leighton is not doing so well, and then uh, run I'm over to Leighton to, to heal him with his healer's gloves, 2d6 plus 7. Oh, so yeah. here we go. Get those healer gloves out. Yes. Yeah, that's right. 
Leighton dying. Uh, that's only 13 points of healing. Leighton. More than zero. 13? Yeah, hell of a lot more than he had a moment ago. <laughs> you got up out, you moved over to him, you healed three actions. That's your turn. Leighton, it's your turn. You are awake. What do you do? <gasps> oh my god. Where? Andrew, thank you. You've defeated them. We're safe. Uh, yes, you were passed out and on the verge of death. There is something coming through the door, so steal yourself. Ah, uh, wonderful. Well, how about this then? I'm going to cast protection on Andruk. Uh, Leighton is going to look across the moat and see that Eugene is like near death, like bleeding out. And I'm going to hit you with a two-action heal. Amazing. Uh, get back up, my friend. No time to drop now. And you know what? Yeah, I'm going to heighten it. Um, I have the slots, so I'm going to heighten that. Fuck. Not a great roll. That is going to be a total of a 24. So 24 points of healing to Eugene. Damn. Oh, not a great roll. Yeah, damn. Wow, wow, yeah. weep woo. A seven and you a one. Hell yeah. And, and that's yeah, two actions. Is, uh, and I stood up for one. So just catching yep. his breath, sort of wall sitting. All right, great. That is the end of round eight, the top of round nine. Something is out in the hall. Eugene, you're up. Okay, friends, I don't know what's out in the hall, but I think we want to gather together and use these bridges as a way to force them on a very specific path towards us. Because if we got a hard time with the air and the water, guessing they are too. The professor is still down at the bottom of this pit. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm just talking to my team first. Mm Mm-hmm. Soon there'll be a small tweed-coated skeleton at the bottom of the pit. <laughs> I get it. I love it. Died of natural causes. A little top hat. No one's ever been safer than the professor right now. Truly, yeah. In the long run, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. This is a game of tactics, not strategy, Rudy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then Eugene is going to move 5, 10, 15, 20 to here. Mm-hmm. And I guess look down at Prof and be like, hey, buddy, if you can start to get close, maybe I can reach down with a couple hands and save you the last five or ten feet of this climb. Uh, yes, we'll do. We'll do. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Sam, just so you know, I looked up the rules. You can't climb with a rope unless you're trained. <laughs> what? Yeah. And to yeah. climb these walls, you actually have to be yeah. a master. I think, cli- I think you'd also cli- need a rope to climb a rope. <laughs> well, I have a rope, but climbing oh, with do. a rope is a trained action. Wait, that's fine. You don't need to climb. Eugene is going to see this rope <laughs> and be like, Professor, tie it around your waist. We'll all pull you up. And is it attached to something at the top? My hands. Toss it up. All right. Great. And then he's going to tell the team to get the hell over here. And from yeah. where you are, Eugene, looking through those big open doors mm-hmm. uh, at the <laughs> east side of the room, you see a bazooka. <laughs> a man with a handgun. You see <laughs> several creatures. What the fuck, Sam? Oh, <laughs> I knew it was going to be the fucking ghouls. Can't you just see this four though? days of <laughs> sweet, sweet life. Eugene, like, leaning down, talking to the professor, and then just okay. slowly looking okay, up across on. this moat, out this door. Hang on. I say all this. I say all this. I've only moved. That's the only thing I've done this turn. Eugene then clocks this, and Eugene's like, friends, do we want to pull the ripcord? 
And I'll jump into the water or air and float away from this. <laughs> yes. Yes. How much damage can that do to you? Because <laughs> I mean, drown. the air doesn't. The air doesn't do any damage, right? You take some falling damage, dropping in. You take okay. five points of falling. More, damage. more or less damage than we take from six ghouls after spending all our spells and being on the brink of death. Uh, come on down. The air is fine. <laughs> oh my god! They're gonna pour in after us. And we're going to be trapped down there and ravened. I mean. So Eugene yeah. has moved and told the professor to throw up his rope. Mm-hmm. He looks out into the hall and he sees several ghouls approaching down the beautifully mosaic floor. <laughs> he sees these. I'm sorry. I was just picturing them squelching the floor like with little stained feet. <laughs> he sees I mean, like. Look. Through the magically enchanted doors that you opened with a key. And he <laughs> suggests that you all jump into the air and water channels to escape the ghouls. That is where we're at right now. Do you think you will jump in as well, Eugene? I guess I'm... lead by example. Sven, can you close the door? I... Maybe? Can we I... close the fucking door and lock it? Yes, hopefully. Eugene, you have two actions left on your turn. He's done. That's Eugene's turn. Well, you're not jumping in. No. Okay. No. If the okay. team does, if I don't get the consensus or a plan from anybody else, then yeah, no. He's he's not going to just ditch y'all. He's hanging. All right, Eugene, hanging. Sven, your turn. Sven sprints over to close the doors. Yeah, that would take a double move to get there. And then, is there anything that you can start bracing shit with? You close the doors, and they chunk, and you believe that they are locked as firmly as when you first tried to enter them. Cool. I will then take a step back and prepare to hopefully help get the professor up too with the rope. Okay, so I am going to, and then you hear thunk, and you hear something slam into the door on the other side, and nothing happens with the door. I am going to take you out of initiative order for the moment. Sven, saving our lives there. Holy shit. (laughs) Good idea, Andruk. Good idea. Well done, Sven. Oh my God. And I didn't mean to hit you guys too hard over the head with the doors are open, but we haven't played in in like a week or two since Vincent's recordings. And that is a reality that I think all of you in the room would have been aware of and been able to see very carefully or like see very clearly. Oh, yeah, and just like hearing something coming, I think mm-hmm. we would have, yeah. Sam, are we still level three? <laughs> That's a very good question. It's a very good question. <sighs> I feel stronger. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like with a night's rest, you're going to be uh, a hell of a lot more powerful than you are right now. So I've got, uh, I've got something that'll help with healing a lot at, at my next level. <laughs> nice. So you're, you're saying that tomorrow we're all good. By tomorrow. Right now, you're in a bit of a sticky situation. We could do a number of hysterical rolls about the professor in a windy tunnel. Throwing a rope straight up. Rope. (laughs) 30 feet into the air. I'm going to hand wave that. We're not on the clock right now. And eventually, it's going to happen. You can throw the rope up, drop it back down. Professor, you tie yourself up. You get hauled up. You're in this room, the sanctuary of the Hermitage of Blessed Lightning. Harlock Hamdiel is in the northwest corner of the room. What do you all do? Duke's going to get started healing Sven. Yes, check on him. Make sure he's alive as well. 
Yeah, so I think seeing Andruk step over to Sven, Leighton will walk over to Hemlock and try to help him up out of the grease. I'll head over yeah. to Hemlock as well. Uh, ha- Harlock Hamdeal. Harlock Hamdeal. So yeah, he you Lock give him a hand up and he takes it and he's so weak and his heels immediately slide out from underneath him and he cracks the back of his head <laughs> on the ground. And he's like, oh, that, ouch. Leighton stabs him. Is. And so then he tries to roll over onto his hands and knees and stand up that way and like immediately splays out completely. None. I mean, he's just a, a full starfish. I already killed him. Yeah. yeah. Wax his nose. Huddy. Eventually, you grab one of his legs and you pull him out of the grease. Professor, you have more fire, right? Yeah, let's move his spine around a lot. And he's able to stand up. And he says, Oh, my goodness. Thank you, my saviors. Ah, but who do, who do I have the great pleasure of thanking? Well, I'm Leighton. And I am Professor Vide Veritas. Very nice to meet you, Leighton. Very nice to meet you, Vide. Professor. Uh, couple other Professor, of course. friends over yonder, Andruk, Sven, Eugene, pointed to them sort of in line. My goodness, you are you are heroes. Thank you. Uh, how did you come? I have so many. Qu- I have absolute. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Do you know if there's another way out of this room other than these doors? Uh, it appears to be occupied beyond them. There is no other way out of this sanctuary aside from those doors. Where does the water go? It is one of the mysteries of this temple. Um, I have plenty I believe of those. It, uh, it circles endlessly uh, around. So it's like an infinity pool. Yes, a divine infinity pool. Yes. Uh, like a lazy infinity river, one could say. <laughs> uh, one, yes, one could say that, yes. But unlike those tacky things that people have uh, in fancy houses on the hill, this one actually will go on forever. Oh, that's what makes it infinite. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly, exactly. Who did we save you from? The man who went into the river last, uh, his name was Srendel. He was one of the priests of Gosra. He was not exactly their leader. There seemed to be a rather flat hierarchy among them. That was our take, too. More generally, uh, the forces that have corrupted my hermitage, this hermitage, were demonic in nature, I know. What demons? Oh, gosh, I saw a variety of little winged creatures, quasits or something. Uh, I've seen vile worms that take over the bodies of the dead. Who you rescued me from, I cannot exactly say, but what you rescued me from was certain death and horror. And Druk looks up from, like, tending Sven's wounds and says, Where is Detris? Oh, Detris. Have you all come seeking Detris? Ah, well, I... I'm afraid that I I don't have much good news for friends of Detris. You see, they captured the attention of the power that infiltrated this monastery, and Detris resisted valiantly, certainly, but they were taken several days ago away from here. They were a far more powerful fighter than even our best retainers, and I believe that may have had something to do with their preservation, for it was clear that they were not to be killed. Our enemy has ways of influencing people, breaking them. Some of those who resisted, their bodies were warned by those awful worm legs. Something along that line, I believe. 
but they were just used to show those who were still holding out what would become of them, that their bodies would be used one way or another. I don't believe that this happened to Detrus. Someone wanted them alive, perhaps for their skills with the blade, uh, which would, of course, leave her body on her death. The Vermnecks do not inherit such things. What what was Detrus doing here? Why was she in your monastery? They came to us perhaps a year ago, a little bit less. They were doing research on how one can party in isolation and in exchange for... Scholars debate, they say it can't be done. Yes, yes, of course. She was intent on proving them wrong. We gave them room and board and in exchange... They brewed beer for the monastery. It was fantastic stuff. And at times, they trained our retainers, but much time was spent in private contemplation uh, while, of course, partying. Sounds like Tetris. Yes. But they're alive. Yes. The the last I saw them, they were alive. And to say an odd phrase, I I say that they were alive deliberately so. Uh, not simply because they wished to go on living, but because those who had them in captivity had instructions that they were not to be killed. Where were they taken? They were taken away. I, it is hard to be certain, but I, I did overhear some of my captors saying in regard to their defiance as it persisted longer and longer than anybody else's that they would bring Detrus to the Aaron Tower and see how they liked meeting Kavnakash. I do not know who Kavnakash is, but the Aaron Tower is nowhere that I want to be right now. Can the professor do a religion check about Kavnakash? Yeah, go ahead. Dope. Can I do society on both Kavnakash, the name and like where it might come from, and the Aaron Tower? Yes. I do a perception check on the doors to see how the doors doors holding fast. Doors holding fast. They, you think that those doors are gonna are, are gonna keep you safe? They are divinely imbued. So that's a thirteen religion, so it's probably not gonna. It, it doesn't muster. ping. It doesn't ping for you. Yeah, that's a twenty four society. Given the context of Andruk finding Harlock's journal a day or two ago, you're like, is that a, is that a Zulgath name? Mm-hmm. But Harlock sort of holds up a hand and he says, but perhaps I, I get somewhat ahead of myself. I, I should start elsewhere. You, you see, the hermitage was established here to protect and learn from the Aaron Tower. It's an ancient, ancient landmark. A, a few miles inland, you likely saw it coming from, where did you come from? Aberton. Yes, yes, you would have seen it coming from Aberton. Only if you came by sea, would you not? But we know very little about it. It was created by Aradin thousands of years ago, and at its summit is what we call the Aeon Orb, because it orbits the summit of the Tower de Ve, and Aeon Stone orbits the head of its owner. Now, lore passed down to me from previous masters of the Hermitage suggests that there is more to it. The Aeon Orb is a powerful artifact, enriching life for dozens of miles in all directions, making the land more abundant, the seasons milder, and harvests more bountiful. But in the past few generations, this bounty has faded. 
the soil it is drying out, vegetation is stunted, some crops won't grow at all. This is the blight that has been spoken of that Nemia was seeking. Oh yes, Nemia, to. you have met Nemia, and then some. Oh my goodness! They killed a great friend of ours, actually. Our original leader, actually. Yes, the reason we're here, frankly. Oh, that and Detris. My heart breaks for your loss, but also how far she has descended. Oh, she's descended about as far as you can descend at this point. Just wherever she was when you last saw her, add six. <laughs> uh, she is dead. Uh, in a word, yes. Well, well, I would not wish it upon anyone, I suppose, that it is in some ways better dead than doing evil. Sometimes dead is better. Better dead than demonic, one might say. I suppose, yes. Almost better to be dead than to think you are doing good when actually you are doing evil. Then why, why was your monastery targeted by these forces? I mean, they must be connected to the Zulgaths that are at the tower, but... You know of the Zulgaths at the tower? Yeah, we're observant. We've been around. Oh. We're a circus, actually. Traveling. I thought I was the only one who know, but yes, uh, the Zulgaths, I, I saw them at the Aaron Tower several weeks ago. I make trips there infrequently over the years to see what I can learn, but Nothing I have has provided me any clues, and certainly not to the decline of the land. But yes, indeed, the Isle of Erin is dying. And on my most recent trips, I did see these foul-smelling creatures. They hurled spears at me before I could get close, but I watched them from a distance. There are at least a dozen, and they are accompanied by large lizards and several demons. It was certainly an unpleasant surprise, but when I returned home, I realized I had my hands more than full dealing with a newcomer to the hermitage, Baleni. She was stoking resentments among the hermits here, and her first and most virulent convert was Nemia, who I believe she also seduced. But yes, all of the love of the land that these hermits had as servants of Gozra, she took and twisted and began to blame the people of Abertin for this decline. As I've told you, I believe it is because the Tower of Aaron is failing, but it is easier to blame the people. Wouldn't be the first time that religious fervor was stoked to make an ideological end. This newcomer, though, was she demonic herself? What can you tell us of her? I, I know little, but in hindsight it seems obvious. A sudden rise of demon worship here must be connected to the demons accompanying the Zulgaths in the Aaron Tower. But where is she now? You said there was no leader here, but she seemed to have started things. What happened to her? I am not sure why, but I believe that she has gone to the Aaron Tower as well. I know that my captors were talking about that, that Detris was led there. I have not seen Beleni from some days. I may be imagining it without her evidence, but I, I believe that she is somehow bound up in what is going on at the Aaron Tower. That name, Kavnakesh? It's Zulgathi. That's yes. how I knew. I... I believe that Kavnakash is the leader of the Zolgaths and must have some power over the demons. Power over whom is tricky in such things. Yes, of course. Sven, Eugene, how are you feeling? You were wounded the worst from what I gathered. Yes, I, I guess I'm most worried about the ghouls who are still out there. I think we need to make an exit from this place at some point, no? Yeah, I'm feeling okay, but definitely concerned about the ghouls as well. How do we feel uh, for a fight yet? Thunk, thunk, thunk. 
uh, gather around. Let me add a little bit to our stores. I'm going to channel mm-hmm. for five hit points for everybody. Yes, if, if we must fight our way out, I, I can support from behind. Yes, I think we must. It's either wait them out and they don't see be ceasing in their efforts. I have heard of these ghouls, and you have already done so much for this hermitage, but if you defeat this final enemy within our halls, I hope final enemy within our halls, I should say, I would be forever in your debt. It's good. Well, you sit back down in the grease there and pretend you're dead. Don't get in the way or nothing, okay? Um, oh, yes, of course, of course. And he takes a step back careful and now. falls Fa- in the grease. Yeah, Face down. Careful, Face I said. down now. Uh, Sven here, before you open the door, um, and I'm going to cast a magic weapon on the hammer. Thank you. Sam, do we, can I can I roll perception to see if, the, if I think the door is going to hold for another hour? Yeah, absolutely. You You run your eye over it, and you're like, this will hold for a very long time. I mean, you know, Druk is going to say, like, can I keep working? I think I think we need more time. He's, like, looking at, at Layton's, like, still, like, bleeding, like, neck wounds, you know what I mean, from the from the slashes he took earlier from the from the lizards. Um, and I think he wants, he's, he's like, comp- compelled to keep healing people. Yeah, so Layton, like, pulls his hand back at the last second away from the hammer, and the light sort of dissipates back on the pump. I could take some time to focus. Are we talking yeah, about I sleeping mean- here, or... I don't think I would be able to fall asleep. They're talking about taking another hour so that Andrew can do some more healing because that's how long that takes. And okay. Layton can take 10 minutes to refocus. do some doodads with his, yeah, refocus his uh, curse state. I'm down for that. Yeah, that's fine. Great. I'm going to walk over to Layton and start healing. Sam, while they're doing some healing um, mm-hmm. and, and spell prepping, which I'm guessing we don't need to check in too much on, can Eugene walk over towards where the air and water exit the room and do some investigating maybe do some detect magic maybe perception checks maybe see if you can see any anything there that he didn't notice while they were in combat yeah absolutely so the first thing you do is fire off that detect magic and it comes back right like it's a radar ping like everything around you yeah lights up as magical because you're in a you're in a divine place Mm mm-hmm Give me that perception check. It's a 13 on the die for 24. You look at the shrine to Gozra and it's beautiful. Guys, this is beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Eugene. Very insightful. Oh, I'll take a, I'm going to take another crack at that. So yeah, for sure. Like, for we're sure. all going to die. <laughs> With that perception check... You see that the altar and the steps leading up to it are almost entirely unornamented. They're very simple. They're clean. They're well-made. It's almost as though the pieces that people are going to be interacting with the most are decentered in the depiction, right? Your eye is drawn down to the mosaic of Rovagug, and that is where all of the time and energy and beauty has been concentrated in this offering to their god. It's gorgeous. And it's Gozra's battle with Rovagug, which happened in time immemorial, but was a fight for all of creation. So you sort of get a sense of where the emphasis in this room and in this faith lies. So the emphasis was on the mosaics, but there Mm -hmm. is an altar 
at the center. Does Eugene have a sense of what was t- typically placed on the altar? You don't. You can give a religion check. It, it, yeah. There's no, like, obvious blood stains or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, roll. Uh, 21. 21. Yeah, you're not sure specifically, but you might be able to ask some, like, questions of Harlock. Yeah, you're like, so this altar, right, it, are you standing behind it, facing out? Like, is this like a pulpit sort of, I, I'm like vaguely aware that there's not a ton of sermonizing in the Gozrin religion, but this seems to suggest that there's at least a little bit of standing all around and looking at one person behind the altar. And Harlock responds, yes, to be honest, this room is a place often of quiet contemplation. We'll hold some services here or when people are officially accepted as priests, that altar is something that I, as the leader of the hermitage, would stand behind. We do try to sort of limit the hierarchical nature of practices, as we are all worshippers and leaders in this faith, right? There is a duality to our role, even as priests, that we try to embrace and accept and bear witness to in all of our practices. Eugene's going to listen very closely. He's mm-hmm. going to nod his head and he's going to open his bag. And he's going to take uh, a sprig of mint mm-hmm. and he's going to walk over to the water and kneel down and close his eyes and drop a little bit in it. And then he's going to go down to the other side to the air. He's going to take a little bit of basil out of his bag and he's going to drop it in it. And Harlock watches you and a small smile creeps across his lips. I think he understands what you're doing, but he offers no commentary. And I think as we're sort of all getting up and Andruk is finishing healing me, uh, Leighton just sort of takes the offered hand of help up after the healing and pops up. Thank you, Andrew, and thank you for earlier. You're a really good friend. I try really hard. I know. I see you doing that, and uh, I know Detris would also appreciate it. So, well, I won't speak for any of the others, but I, I'm with you, buddy. I don't think Druk has anything to say about that. He's just going to start, like, knocking his bow, over overwhelmed with um, feelings. Rock on, friend. And Leighton turns to cast magic weapon. And the hour has passed, and you prepare yourselves at the door leading out of the sanctuary. Anybody prepping actions? Because I'm going to ask the squad if they want me to cast grease on the six squares closest to the door. I think that's a capital idea. Yes, I like that. Four squares, right? Oh, it's four squares. Excuse me. Thank you. I was going to say, we still need someone to open the door. So Sam, am I going to be able to prepare it and then have Sven swing the door open? And as he does it, as like a ready action, then boom, cast the yeah. grease immediately. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those tricky things, right? There's not exactly the surprise round in this. So there's a little bit of trickiness here, but I want to make room for things like that. So let's hear what everybody wants to do as these doors open. Let's make a plan. Have have some fun. Yes, I will stand into ready after opening the door and then clobber anyone who slips in the grease. I can also cast produce flame immediately afterwards and light the grease on fire once they're on it. That is also awesome. <laughs> or Doc can do that. Yeah. Doc loves fire. The orb might be better too because it's going to stay there as a thing instead of just on the grease. I do have one left. Duke's going to get a new point blank stance. Leighton is just waiting for a target. I think we might want Sven to move up north another square, yeah? Yes, after I open the door, yes. 
it, it, right after you open it, and then I, I would be. How do I square select? Uh, the draw shape. You have my sphere, but you have none of my spells. So kill everything really fast, <laughs> please. <laughs> Y'all see the, the green? Yes. In that case, I want to be here to open the door, and then I can stay there and clobber. Yeah, I mean, the doors aren't exactly centered. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, that's been really sticking in my craw about this whole room. Very symmetrical, except for that door (laughs) side there. Not (laughs) kind of holy architecture is this. And their tiling system is like four and a half inches off to the north. Disgusting. Sorry, Harlock, but sorry. I'm so pissed about this, too. I just want you to know that I hear you. Uh, Assume, uh, Eugene, that no one can enter those doors without stepping in the grease. Cool? Yes. Um, Leighton, are you still, um, is your storm still... Yeah, I, I can't. I can't meditate below that level. I have to sleep. Rad. So the professor is northernmost in the room, behind the moat of air, along with Leighton. Andruk is sort of dead center in the room. Looks like he's getting ready to fire arrows through that door. Sven is immediately to the south of the door. Eugene has cast grease inside the room. Also, Morgan, I will say this: that like any question of when things happen is completely erased if you cast this grease before Sven opens the doors, because it's going to be open doors initiative. Ah, exactly. Thank you. I was just weary of doing it and then making Sven have yeah. to like roll or well, s- slip. No, it's cool. It, it's it's a little bit trickier if it's I want to open the doors, which would sort of initiate initiative and then cast it first. As far as I understand it, there's not quite a mechanic for that, right? Like that surprise round. And I like this. So you're going to cast that grease. Boom. Sven opens the door. We're going to roll for initiative, which I think is where we're at right now. Okay. So the room is set. Eugene, you cast grease. Sven, you throw open the doors. I'm going to reveal the mosaic entryway while you all roll for initiative. Oh, that's a 19 for the professor. Svend, what you get? 26. 26. Spicy. You you are hot on initiative. Andruk? 17. Okie dokie. And Leighton, where are you at? 24. <laughs> 24. <laughs> Got the professor in. And Eugene? 28. 28. Nice. Another it's a wisdom-based sp- character. Spicy <laughs> initiative. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Eugene, you're leading us off. Cool. Eugene is going to ready in action. He's going to get ready to cast Dancing Lights uh, where the grease is. Um, and then he's going to pass his turn. Eugene passes his turn. Sven, you're up. What are you going to do? Uh, I will also ready in action to clobber the first thing that comes through the door. Clobbering the first thing that comes through the door within your reach. Got yep. it. That brings us to a ghoul's turn who does not see the grease. Going to move five... 10, 15, 20, 25. It's clobbering time. (laughs) (laughs) Bang, bong. First thing that happens, entering, actually just entering a space. So you had had your action prepared. Yes. So that'll move you in the initiative. Reflex save, not looking terrible on ye old reflex. That's going to be an 18, 18 on the reflex save. That's a pass. All right. So stays standing. However, Sven, you get to take your attack. Yeah. Oh, that's a one. 
One on the die. That's going to miss even with a magical weapon. Yep. Yep. All right. So you take your swing. You miss. It is going to claw out at you. Sorry. It's going to bite out at you. That's late plans. How are we doing? How are we doing? That is going to be a 27 to hit. God damn it. These are good guys. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yep. That'll hit. Okie dokie. That is going to be two points of damage and I'm going to need a fortitude save. Okay. One of these battles again. That brawny northern blood. Uh, How does a 16 sound? 16 saves against school fever. I'm going to need another fortitude save. Okay. Let's go. Come on. Uh, That's a 20. That's a 20 on the die for 29. Damn it. Fuck you, ghoul. Well, you still eat those two points of damage, you son of a gun. And... Double check the ghoul's speed. All right, speed is 30 feet, so that's five. That was 25 feet that it moved. Gonna move a little deeper into the room. That is ghoul number one's turn. Leighton, you're up. All right, Leighton is going to flick out his hands and slap a little lightning onto our new friend in the room. Um, So can I get a reflex save from you, please? Of course. Oh, that's lovely. It's going to be a 16. Oh, no, sir. No, absolutely not. Uh, that is going to be... Oh, oh terrible roll. That is going to be six points of electricity damage. That six cool. points of electricity damage. My goodness. And I don't think I can bounce it because the other guy isn't within 30 feet, but the rule is a little unclear. Actually, wait. Can I stand here, Sam? Yeah, sure. For the sake of this. Okay. Yeah, give it the other guy give me a reflex save. Other guy give you a reflex save? Can you see him? Uh, it bounces off the one guy. But can like you hands. But, but can you know that the other person is there? Because I feel like you do have to be aware that the other ghoul is there. You know what I mean? Uh, well, you know, just a second ago, I was standing right here, so I would have seen him, aimed it, taken my five-foot step, and slung it around that corner. Uh, <laughs> it's 35 feet away. You can see it, and you can stand. I tell you what, if you can definitely stand at this little corner Right. Ooh, here. I can get I can get out on the edge. I'm gonna put you there for the sake of this spell. Absolutely. So that I am six on points. The unwinding uh, nightmare before Christmas graveyard thing. Oh, yes. nice. The little hill. Yeah, the best description I've ever given of anything in my life. Uh, so reflex save from the second guy, and it'll be either six or three. Ooh. All right. That's a twenty-two. That'll save. So three points of damage to the second That'll one. That'll save. Three points of damage to the second one. And uh, Leighton enjoys the spray on his toes. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. That brings us to the professor's turn. The professor, what you got? The professor will cast a flaming sphere. All right. And where are you centering that flaming sphere? On the ghoul. There you are. And let me give you control over that token. I'm going to give you a reflex save. Yes, please. 20. God damn it. You've got it. All right. Bummer once again. Bummer yeah. once again. The yeah. professor is yeah. just well. out of luck with those flaming spheres. It happens. It is my turn as my ghoul is going to come running. One, two, three, four. Standing on the grease. It's going to be in 18 to save. I think that does, if I remember correctly. Uh, Yes. Yeah, that will save. 18 against the grease does save. All right. And going to roll to attack. That is well above 20 on this attack, Sven, with the jaws coming 
How yep, did you? Yep. That'll hit. That is going to be three points of damage. And mm-hmm. can I get a fortitude save, Ben B. Jammin? Uh, ooh, not great. 18. That's a pass. Can nice. I get a second fortitude save? Yep. Uh, even better. Uh, 23. Oh, that's just heartbreaking. You are okay. It is going to take another attack, lashing out at you with its claws. All right, looking pretty good on the die. Let's see if we can get there. No, not quite doing it. That is going to be an 18 to hit. No, I'll miss. Yeah, it does indeed. It does indeed. It is the final ghoul's turn. It's going to come in through here. This is a little off center, as mentioned. Hits the grease. Ooh, that is my third nine on this grease roll. That is my third nine. So that's an 18 all day. And it is going to, it's going to try to move off the grease, which will, I think, precipitate another roll. That's a natural 20, though. So it's going to move over to the professor. Oh, no. And bite out. Professor, that is a 26 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. That'll hit. All right. Too short of a crit. Damage? Minimum damage, two points of damage. Okay. But let's talk about a fortitude save from you. Uh, I'd love to right. not. <laughs> uh, it's my worst save. Let's see. <laughs> it's a critical failure. Fucking no. hell. Oh, no. It is a one on the die, ladies and gentlemen. It's a critical failure. It is a critical failure against ghoul fever. Rudy, just for chuckles... Let's get a second fortitude save working. You're right, I'm already I am laughing. laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Twins. That's a seven. Shite. For a thirteen. Rudy, you feel your body start to go rigid as you become incredibly afraid of the toxins that are coursing through your body. You have just critically failed on a ghoul fever bite and failed against the paralysis in those same jaws. We'll find out what all that means next wow. week. Wow. Goodbye, my lover. Jeez. Goodbye, my friend. Well, oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, I am... I'm, I'm glad it happened. I, I will, I'm glad that it finally happened. I'm glad that it finally happened. We'll see what's up.